Welcome back. Welcome back to Inside Scoop with BT. We got a special guest, my boy, Chad Enright. How you doing today, man? What's up, Brandon? I'm doing good, man. That's good, man. That's good to hear. So, um, he's my special guest for this podcast. Um, we're going to be getting to know him more, talk a little bit about homecoming, as well as we're just going to talk about his football career, his career aspirations a little, and... Yeah, that's what the show's about this For week. Sure. Sounds good, man. All right, so the ten questions to get to know Chad. What is it like living it? What is it like living in Canada? Living in Canada, it's different. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that much. It's. I mean, most people wouldn't wouldn't expect it to be so much different because, I mean, for me, home is only about three and a half hours away, and to most people, I mean, especially the students that we have here. They could drive five, six hours and still be in state. And I me, mean, I'm in a different country. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of things that are different. Um, it, it's one of those things where I always laugh at because people always ask me, they're like, well, what's the difference between Canada and the US? And mm-hmm. sometimes I can't always tell until something comes up. Um, but I remember first coming here as a, as a freshman in 2018, I believe it was. And it was. It was definitely a bit of a culture shock, especially uh, when it came to football and school and I mean, just the people here in general, it was a definitely, it was a different vibe. And one of the first things that I remember when I first got here is it was just the simple stuff. Like, like someone didn't hold the door open for me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I'd expect right. them to. Right. And it was just stuff like that where, or you get people who, who look at you a certain way and you, you know, expect them to be friendly and then turn around and they kind of want to avoid you or something. But it, it was stuff like that. But the one moment, uh, if we go to football for a second, when it came to, you know, the difference between Canada and the U.S., I remember uh, as a freshman playing on JV, it was my very first game here, very first game playing American football. Uh, we were playing Albion, and I had thrown a pass in the goal line, mm-hmm. uh, going into score, and I got hit late on a play mm-hmm. by a defensive end, and I'm waiting there for, you know, flag. with my hand, I'm waiting there for flag, or you know, I'm, I'm laying on the ground, I'm like. Having my hand up, I was waiting for him to, to pick me up, and he kind of just like smacked my hand, said some diss to me, and walked oh, off. Man. And yeah, so I remember going to the sideline and telling Coach Hav and Coach Perry, uh, our receivers coach and our running backs coach, I was like, man, these guys are mean down here. Yeah. <laughs> they got no reason to be yeah. to be like this. And you know that that was kind of the first realization, like, okay, this is this is different. This is different, but. I mean, as for as far as a, like a general societal thing, there there are a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. You know, economically not so much. Politically, for sure. Um, athletically, there's a lot of differences, and I'm sure we'll get into that too. But um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting adjustment for sure. I'll, I'll say that. That's I, I can imagine. I already know like football is different because you know the Canadian Football League. I usually watch some of that sometimes. For sure. So I always, I always knew it was different, but I mean, just from your point of view, it's kind of funny that you said, like, he didn't help you up or like, it's just the little things. Yeah. yeah, it's the little things. So, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Like I remember, um, uh, Mrs. Sabatella who takes pictures at our football game. I actually have a picture. It's on my phone somewhere. I was actually, uh, we were playing trying and I, I picked up some kid's helmet and handed it to him. And I was expecting like, a, Hey, you know, thanks man. You didn't have appreciate to do that. It. So I think appreciate it. And said, he just kind of just snatched it out of my hand pushed me away like I'd done something wrong and I was like well you know that was kind of weird but it, it's, it's just the little things like that like I feel like athletics 
uh, and sportsmanship down here are much different. Like it's it's almost like when you're being competitive, you can't right. ride that line of still be a good sportsman yeah. and still be it's, competitive. Like it's it, it was definitely an interesting adjustment. Definitely, like high school ball from college ball is definitely like that as well. Like. Uh, I got some teammates, you know. <laughs> it's a funny story because I got a, some teammates from high school or whatever that play at Alma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, they tried to greet me before the game, and I was like, nah, we, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> like, that's how focused you'd be locked in until you just be like, nah. It's just, I don't it's know. It's a lot more intense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a just, lot more intense. It's just like, like no, nah, we can't be on that right now. We can, we can, we can link up, be friends. That's I got you. Yeah, for sure. No, I, it's funny you mentioned that too because when I was in high school, um, I actually had a conversation with one of the other quarterbacks um, the other day. Is that they had? We were talking about how you in the NFL you see it all the time where players will talk to other people on the other side of the ball. Right. Like I remember there was a play last year when Philip Rivers was playing for the Colts. He was telling one of the linebackers. He said, "Hey, you know, whatever his number was." He said, "Hey, he turned the corner on you. He turned the corner." And they had kind of a banner back and forth. Well, I remember doing that in high school because uh-huh. I had friends on pretty much every other team, and right. you know, you go back and forth. And I had a friend uh, who switched his number to ninety-nine one year, and I said, "Who's this? Is it JJ Watt coming at me now?" And we kind of <laughs> had a good laugh about it. And it was it was like a tight game. It was a close game, and it was just kind of funny how you can lose the competitiveness for a second to still be friendly and still be a good sportsman once you get to college it's completely different like right. it's a different feel almost about what you're fighting for what you're playing for Definitely. like it means a whole lot more i feel like maybe that's because of just the amount of time you put into it mm-hmm. and the effort and you know the grit and the grind of it compared to high school right um but it's <laughs> yeah it's it's a different vibe for sure all right that leads me to my next question when did you start playing football Oh, I am pretty sure that I learned how to read a cover two defense before I learned my ABCs. For real? I grew up with the game since I was a kid. I remember my dad always tells me all the time, he says he knew I was going to be a football player. Uh, when I was two years old, I threw my first spiral. And, you know, football is kind of oblong. You're thinking right. a kid's going to take it and try and throw it like a baseball, like it's brown. You, like, you threw a spiral. Threw a spiral. My first, first pass ever, I was two years old, threw a spiral. And, you know, to me, him telling me that story when I was – you know, in high school or a lot older, it was, it was a pretty neat thing. And I, I think the first time I ever played, no, I, I played like in the in the yard and everything when I was a kid, but actually putting on pads for the first time, I was six years old. Mm. And we had this, um, we had this rule that actually got implemented after I was done playing for my minor football league. It was the LMFA, it was the London Minor Football Association in London, Ontario, Canada. And they actually implemented a rule after my first year was that you can no longer play unless you're seven years old, oh, seven man. and above. Because right. I was a I was a free safety. Uh-huh. I wore number eighteen. I was a big Randy Moss fan growing up, and it was the year that he was with the Raiders. Okay. So I had loved that. I was like, you know what? I want to be just like Randy. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to do the cornrows and stuff. That's what you had. I yeah. thought it was the coolest thing. Um, so I wore 18 because of him and uh, played safety because I was small. I wasn't good enough for offense, I don't think. But uh, my brother was the quarterback on my team. And mm-hmm. we were we were playing I, I, so long ago, I can't really remember too much of it. But it was somewhere in the middle of the season. Uh, I had actually broken, um, maybe not broken, but I definitely had some serious hairline fractures in my, my right forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but basically what happened was I was so small that uh, we hit, there was a guy on the other team who, he was a fullback. He abandoned his assignment on a toss play. They tossed it. It was a toss left. He was supposed to lead block. He peeled right instead and came and hit me as hard as he could. He was the biggest guy on the field. You know, he's he's a big guy for you know six, Young seven, age, eight yeah. years old. Yeah, for, for our age group, and uh, he hit me as hard as I could. I went full speed at him too, but I broke my forearm pretty good, and been playing offense ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny that you said that. So, what is it like playing football in Canada? Is it a huge adjustment from like playing in the U.S.? It's coming here was a big adjustment. It was definitely, as I mentioned before, it was a bit of a culture shock in general. Athletics was definitely a big one because in high school, I didn't have any lifting programs, uh, no off-season conditioning. I think the most we had was, we had about a week and a half before finals at the very end of the year Mm -hmm. where we could actually put on pads and practice um, without contact, not too much contact, but enough to get us feeling again to get back into going to play oh, summer wow. football for it's our different. clubs. And coming here, the game is faster. Uh, everybody's just way more athletic. It's, it's, it's the pace of it is a lot higher. I know I say it's fast, but when we play back home, Canadian ball has three downs instead oh. of four. Wow. The defensive line is a yard off the ball. Mm-hmm. So they have a little bit more separation and the receivers can run to the line of scrimmage. So right. in the US, the field, actually, sorry, back home, Canada, the field's a lot wider. I want to say it's 60, 60 plus yards oh, so, wide. So, cause you know, the field is here like 55. I think it's 50, 53, okay. 53 and a half. Okay. So it's like an extra 10 or so yards. Yeah. So, and we play with 12 men on the field. Yeah. So 12 on offense, 12 on defense. But for whatever reason, the game is like a lot slower. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in, in high school, uh, you basically would get the ball, get the snap, um, wait for things to develop, and then then you'd throw the football. And when I came here, trying to do that same thing without that quick fire, that release, uh, and that anticipation, I was getting picked off left and right when I first got here. I remember I still talked to Trey, uh, Trey Merriman, who's a all-conference safety here at OC. Mm-hmm. He, uh, him and I came in the same class, and I remember he picked me off one time when we were, I don't know what we were doing, but it was either a scout team or something, and I remember looking like, gosh, I really got to speed this thing up. Like, right. it's, it's a huge adjustment. Like, they're firing off the ball at all cylinders, and, you know, you can't be reactive. You got to be proactive. Right. You got to let the ball go before they get out of the break. You got to anticipate where they're going to be before they even get there or throw up before they even turn around on their cuts. And you, a lot of that you can get away with back home because the field is so big, you can just throw it up to a spot and let them run, run under it. Yeah. yeah, so, but here it was a lot faster. The footwork's a lot faster, movement's a lot quicker, and the players are a lot more athletic. But the interesting thing, and what I think about every once in a while, is everyone that I've played with has played, especially here, has played American football their entire lives. That's what you guys just call football. It's a completely different game for me. And I had to play it for the first time at the highest level I had ever played football. Right. So I'm coming to college football, playing an entirely different game. Right. And I had to- huge adjustment. Yes, absolutely. I had to get up to speed with everybody else in a crash course of about 14 days in my first training camp. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because like, we've been playing football since. A lot lot of players on the team have been playing since probably seven, six years old. Yeah. So 
the speed is kind of normal to us. It's like just like it, like when I first got to college, I say the speed was a little faster, but not not too much of a difference for mm-hmm. me. And for you just saying that, it's just it's crazy that you even think that. You for know sure, so, yeah. No, what I always notice is that because when you're growing up and you're going through the the different levels and the systems and. Where it's, you know, you start off as like a tyke, you go bantam, peewee, junior high, high school, all those. They're always that first year is a big jump in the speed and the competition, the level of play of everybody else. And you kind of have time to adjust to it. Mm -hmm. When you get to college, it's everybody's best player from everywhere they've been coming into one place. And I had just started here. So I'm Mm -hmm. like... Man, I I really got a lot of work to do, and mm. it's been uh it was it was a heck of a time trying to get used to that. And that first couple weeks when I got here was tough, but it's it's been worth it, and it's been a lot of fun. And it's not like I didn't know American football or how to play because I mm. grew up watching NCAA, NFL, you know all that. And uh, but playing it is an entirely different breed. Mm. So my next question for you is. Growing up in Canada, was football always your favorite sport? Like I mentioned before, I mean, I've been, I've been probably playing Madden before I went to school. Like it was something that I grew up with. I remember sneaking downstairs when I was little and watching my brother play on the game before I even, you know, knew how to play with the controls or anything. And mm-hmm. he was always playing the NCAA games and Madden and all that. And I, I'd grown up with football my whole life. Um, I played baseball and basketball and a couple other sports when I was younger, but football was always the one true love. And I had some ups and downs with it too. I'd had some bad coaches and I had some bad experiences with club teams and, and other um, travel rosters and, and teams that I've been, clubs that I've been on. Um, but my, what my dad did, which I, I still to this day think is really smart. And at the time I didn't really understand it. Uh, I had a bad experience. I want to say it was the seventh grade. I kind of had a bad coach. I was like, you know what? I don't really want to know if I want to do this or, you know, I was just frustrated. I was a kid. I was frustrated. Right. So for the entirety of eighth grade, my dad held me out of football. He helped fall ball. I didn't play. Spring ball, I didn't play. I just did whatever I want. I was just a kid for mm-hmm. a time, for a year um, leading up to high school because there was a time, and it makes sense as a dad that you'd want to do this, mm-hmm. that you want to make sure that your kid's not doing it because of you, you but right. that he actually wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And at one time, I didn't know if, if I wanted to do it, if I was doing it for me. And then I remember, uh, we went to school in August, and I remember about June hitting at the end of grade eight, telling my dad, I, I can't wait to play high school football. I'm right. so excited. I just, I can't wait. I remember playing baseball that summer, having a good time, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't what I, what my passion was at the time, or where my passion was at the time. I was like, you know what? I'm really excited about playing football. Like, I can't wait. So ever since that moment, I knew that football was definitely the one true love. The first thing that I ever wanted to do was play ball. That's, that's what's up. That, that's that's kind of crazy that you say that because I had a period in life like so, I started playing football at seven years old, and then um, we switched. Well, I switched. I kept moving like different places or whatever, and I really, I really never just thought about just being a kid. I just was like, just always wanted to play football. So when we switched, I was like, I'm not gonna play football this year. But like, I just went to one practice and right. I was back on the team, and it was uh. It was, it's just so crazy when you really think about it. 
Yeah, but, you don't you don't know how much it impacts you or how right. much you love it till you can't do it anymore. Definitely. Or or you're not doing it at yeah. that time. Well, that leads me to my next question. Um, can you describe playing football here at OC? How is it? It's been tough. It's been tough. It's definitely been the hardest challenge that I've had to face in my life um, as far as time management and just work ethic in general, having to be a student athlete, a collegiate student athlete at that. Um, playing ball at the highest level I've ever played in a different country, in a different setting, different town. Um, it's It's been an adventure, I would say. It's It's been an adventure. Um, it, it's it's been something that I'll that I have enjoyed over the past three and a half years now, going into my senior year, and, or being in the first semester of my senior year. I look back at it as you know a lot of memories that I'll cherish and and I'll I'll tell my friends and you know family back home about all the time. Um, but it's been it's been something that I don't think a whole lot of people can do, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, I know that there are a lot of people who aren't able to do it. So it's definitely a blessing for me to be able to be a college football player and to have the opportunity to do it. Um, and I'm proud to say that I've, I've stuck it out this long and I've, I'm, I'm a senior and I'm a football player and I still have a really high GPA and I'm doing all sorts of great things on campus. And being able to, to do that as a student athlete is definitely special. That's good, man. I'm glad you have been like you adjust and you become like a grown man here and basically that was like a grown man answer for me like you know I feel the same way it's like it's been an adjustment for sure definitely just throughout life or whatever I never really realized that too now that you say so how was your COVID season last year I know that was adjustment for me and Tamar was just talking about it. So from a quarterback standpoint or just a football player standpoint in general, like how was that for you? I think the biggest difference for me was actually as an international student. Mm-hmm. I remember um, Coach Wyman, our tight ends, H-backs coach, was giving me a call right as I was crossing the border coming back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. as the government of Ontario, the government of Canada closed down Ontario in the U.S.-Canada border. I was coming right back to the U.S. Uh, it was March 13th, 2020. And Coach Wyman called me. He basically says, you know, where where are you? Where are you at? You know, we want to know that everyone's accounted for, that you're good. And we just realized, like, you know, th- this thing's getting real. Like, we wanted to know where you're at. Right. And I, I was just uh, a few minutes outside of Olivet. I'd just come across. And uh, I've been here ever since. So... From that spring coming into the summertime, I had a whole bunch of time to prepare and, and get ready. And uh, last year, I had actually suffered a, a shoulder injury that required surgery. So I, I'd spent the majority of that that spring and that summer getting prepared and, and doing all these great things to try and make myself better. And you know, I ended up tweaking it in in, in camp in August of that year and, and thinking, you know what, it might just be something here, something there. It's Need some work on, need some improvement. Um, go get physical therapy, rehab for it, see if it gets better. And uh, ended up playing through it um, for what I thought was, I gave it some rest, I thought it was getting better and they ended up tearing it, um, making do, doing more damage to it um, than I think I didn't know about at the time. And ended up having surgery that December 
mm-hmm. and was sidelined for the rest of the year from from that spring and, and into our spring COVID season. So it, it was definitely um, not a great year, I'll say that much. But it was it was a learning experience, and it was one of those things where. Uh, like we talked about earlier, how you don't realize how much you love the game until you can't do it. Right. And at that point, I made a, a promise to myself, like I wasn't gonna let the game be done with me before I was done with it. Right. And so now I'm I'm back at a point where you know I'm still rehabbing the shoulder, still trying to get better, and you know I've uh, been sitting out this year so far just to try and still get back to 100% to where I need to be. I didn't anticipate it taking this long. Um, but I know it's a difficult injury having to to get surgery and repair something on your throwing shoulder on your the arm that you use every day. Um, but it's been something that I, I'll still say I'm blessed to 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 be a part of and you know to still be a college athlete, still be a part of the team and, and to learn every day, go to film, uh, go to practice, go to our meetings, our our training sessions, everything that we got going on. It's still a blessing to to do that and to still call myself a college athlete. Um, but the COVID year was definitely one that took a toll, uh, both physically and mentally. I knew that was a, that was a really tough time. Um, I mean, I spent my entire winter holiday in a sling and, right. you know, having to, to rehab that and to make that better, rest that and, and everything involved with the recovery process. But in general, it was it's something that I can look back at and laugh and remember how hard it was to try and clean everything and... Um, make sure that there was no issues with the, the the scars or nothing like that and you know now looking at it as a, as a memory and uh, it's it's it was an interesting time last year for sure but it's it's nice that things are starting to go back to the way they were before and you know we're doing pretty good this year so far yeah definitely just to piggyback on what you said um i know i know the shoulder injury thing like the back of my hand. Yeah, I, better than anybody else. I had two shoulder surgeries, so I definitely know how that is. Man, I just hope you get back right, man. I, I had the same. I said literally almost the same type of thing you said. I said, I was thinking to myself, like, man, am I going to leave the football game alone because mm-hmm. my shoulders, or I'm going to do it on my own? Like, do I really need to do this? Yeah, still? like, what? That's, that's really was my my main goal like that's my main goal this season was to make sure I can actually like Mm -hmm. stay a whole season without getting hurt or at least attempt to so that's that's really been one of my goals this year as well so I mean yeah absolutely I know how that is and I know as as a college athlete you never expect or as an athlete in general you never expect to get injured right but there's no as an as a student at the same time I mean, there's no, there's no course on it. There's no textbook that you can read. There's, there's nothing that you can do to prepare yourself in the event that you get injured. Right. Like there is nothing out there that can prepare you or show you or tell you about the experiences that you're going to have as an injured athlete. Like it's so much more than just the physical injury. Like I never knew that I could question myself or my love for the game of football that I've had my whole life just because I couldn't do it anymore. And it was a long eight months uh, from December to, to August to be able to, to come back and, and do that sort of thing again. So how do you feel about this year's homecoming? You could talk about the homecoming atmosphere 
here at OC as well as the game because you're a player. So. Of course. Yeah, no, the atmosphere itself was great. Uh, it was nice to see fans in the stands again, packed uh, student section, tailgate, band fully back, the cheerleaders, everything. It was it was awesome. It was good to see alumni come back in full swing in the way that they did. And I know last spring we, we had some select fans in the crowd, you know, family and, and certain friends and students were allowed. But to have all of it college come back into one area again was definitely something special. Um, I know the game didn't go the way we wanted it to, uh, losing a trine like that. But I mean, I know you and I talked about adversity uh, hitting when it came to the injuries and things. And as far as our, t- our team, we hadn't faced a whole lot of adversity in the, in the way of uh, wins and losses this year. We'd been undefeated up to this point. And, you know, although it was a, a tough game and it was, it was a hard fought um, competition for us, I think the only way we can go is up from now because we, we know what losing is like now. We know it, you know, it sucks. We don't ever want to have that happen again. And, you know, we were on a roll this year so far, and I think the only way we can go is up from here. Well, I feel like it it was a wake-up call for us. Absolutely. Um, I just saw that Albion lost to Adrian this week. So, I mean, it, it's some shake-up in the league. It's a race um, to the finish now. Yeah. We got to win out through conference. We got to win out through the rest of this year and, you know, right. win big when we can. And, you know, it's a race to the finish. We had the best man wins, best team wins, and we'll see how it goes from here. Definitely. I definitely agree with what you're saying because, you know, sometimes you you might need that first little nudge to get you right. So I agree with you. So um, we're getting towards the end of the show, man. We're getting kind of towards the end. But um, so what are your future plans? Not sure yet. Not sure yet. That's something I'm still trying to answer to this day. And, you know, going into my senior year, I had some sort of idea about what I wanted to do and been working on that. Uh, through now the plan is to go to graduate school get my MBA and you know start a career maybe through coaching or you know I might uh, take a shot and go play professionally somewhere in Europe and you know maybe teach some English or or find some sort of business career out there and you know I know there's plenty of opportunities for athletes especially um, Canadians out that way so uh, for for now it's definitely um, finish out this year strong, do everything I can, you know, even though I'm not playing, do everything I can to make the team better. Uh, for now, finish out this semester, being a great student athlete, uh, finish out the year with a high GPA, doing everything I can um, to, to, to still graduate top of my class, and be the best student I can be and, and figure it out from there. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, like, what's your thoughts on the rest of the season for the team? Like, where you see the team going? Uh, with, I think, thought? I think, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I know um, this year has definitely been off to a great start. Um, four and one we're at right now, right? Right. Four and one's a good place to be. Right. We got a solid ha- first half of the season down. I know we faced some adversity this week. We we took a, a a significant loss on homecoming, and I think the only thing that can do is you know. Uh, light a fire underneath us and get us moving in the right direction again. I think it's uh, it's a good thing to face the sort of situations that we did during this past week, during this past game, to make us realize like we got to be this much better every week or right. next week. Because every game that we've played this year, the opponent that we play is the best opponent that we've played all year. Right. So for us to lose to Trine, I think it's definitely, like you said, a wake-up call. We've really got to get ourselves back on our feet where we need to be stay fundamentally sound play you know solid clean 
football, eliminate bad mistakes, and mm-hmm. uh, just get back on track and uh, win out. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. And, um, man, I hope your shoulders get better, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. I know, I know how that is. Uh, it's a tough one. But uh, I thank you for being on the show today, man. And uh, For sure. Happy to be here, B. Uh, we, we're about to tune out. Uh, that's Inside Snoop with BT. And my guy Chad today. We out of here. Thanks, man.